Here's Devotion 762. Hey, I'm Jesse. Let's have a devotion. We're in Judges chapter 9. Let's begin in verse 50. I know yesterday I said verse 59. Sorry about that. My mistake. I meant verse 57. This is the end of this chapter. Abimelech went to Thebes, camped against it, and captured it. There was a strong tower inside the city, and all the men, women, and citizens of the city fled there. Remember, they're running from their king, who's like on a rampage right now. They locked themselves in and went up to the roof of the tower. When Abimelech came to attack the tower, the second tower, he's, he's attacked here. First, he attacked the tower of Shechem, burned the people alive inside. Uh, this could have been a tactic to keep from endangering his own soldiers' lives, but I think it really was just a fulfillment of what Jotham had prophesied about the fire coming from the thorn bush. And then, remember, in his interpretation of his own parable, Jotham also predicted something else would happen. When Abimelech came to attack the tower, he approached its entrance to set it on fire. This is this thing he does, okay? It goes all the way back to the the whole story of the bramble and the fire that would even consume the majestic uh, cedars of Lebanon. He's consumed one tower, now perhaps another. These cedars of Lebanon from Jotham's parable are likely towers here. But a woman threw the upper portion of a millstone on Abimelech's head and fractured his skull. He quickly called his armor bearer and said to him, draw your sword and kill me, or they'll say about me, a woman killed him. So his armor bearer ran him through and he died. When the Israelites saw that Abimelech was dead, they all went home. Man, that's a, that's a, a failed monarchy, isn't it? Well, he's dead. Let's just go home, have some nachos, popcorn, and pancakes. Like, it's over. There goes our king. I guess we're Shechemites now. There was no succession. There was no structure. Zebul was a good general. He was the leader of the city, but the people all just went home. In this way, God brought back Abimelech's evil, the evil that Abimelech had done to his father when he killed his 70 brothers. God also brought back to the men of Shechem all their evil. So the curse of Jotham, son of Jeroboam, came upon them. This is in reference to Judges 9.20. Jotham is a son of Gideon, just like Abimelech is a son of Gideon. Jotham had pronounced this curse. Here it is in Judges 9.20. We're going, uh, we're going back earlier. All right, He had just prefaced the interpretation of his own parable saying, you know, in the hypothetical scenario wherein you guys have actually done justice to my father who delivered you from the Midianites, you've, uh, you've, you've respected his wishes that he wouldn't be king, nor would any of his sons. If you've, rightly, if you've rightly chosen Abimelech as your king because he is your brother, well, then may you all be blessed. And then, but if not, may fire come from Abimelech and consume the citizens of Shechem and Beth Milo, and may fire come from the citizens of Shechem and Beth Milo and consume Abimelech. So this is what happens. He literally used fire. I mean, you can't get any more on the nose than this. It's exactly as Jotham had predicted, I believe, three years prior. And now the very fires that he spread would lead to his own death. It started with Gaal showing up in town. They throw a party for him. He leads a rebellion. 
Zebul, the ruler of the city, sort of acts as a double agent here and then turns on Gaal. And then Abimelech, being Abimelech, way overcompensates and kills all of these men, all of these Shechemites, and then chases them to another town. He figures out where they're all staying and then follows them and kills all the people who are going there. He then cuts a branch off a tree and in an oddly exemplary uh, you know, showing of leadership, he says, do what I'm doing. And, but it's to the most murderous genocidal effect ever. It's an act of murderous arson as he sets fire to a tower where people are trying to take shelter from him. And now the rampage continues. Only this time, there's a woman at the top of the tower looking down on him. There's an upper part of a millstone. You would crush things between these millstones, the weight of the top stone and the bo- uh, against the, the, the returning force of the bottom stone, which grind anything you would, uh, acting as a mill. And that's the portion that she shoves down on top of Abimelech's head, and he actually sees it happen. Hence, his ability to say, I don't want to be killed by this because otherwise they'll say that a woman killed me. Abimelech, in the time of the judges, also views it this way. He doesn't want, uh, he doesn't want to meet the same end as Sisera. He doesn't want the same thing to be said of him, but against his wishes, here we are in the year that it is, reading this text. Sorry, Abimelech, we all know what that woman did. She's really the one who instigated the whole thing. You had your armor bearer run your sword through you, but history still bears the marks of what that woman did. And so God brought back to the men of Shechem all their evil. There it is. That's the retributive justice of God. It was three years coming. In this case. So the curse of Jotham, son of Jeroboam, came upon them. Look at how these two things work together. Jotham was speaking on God's behalf. Jotham was the one who pronounced that curse with his parable, but God is the one who brought about this evil. Now, when you see the bad guy get his comeuppance, don't take too much delight in it. Don't revel in the sufferings of another because... He's a sinner because the truth is, so am I, so are you, friend. We can't take pleasure. We can't take sadistic pleasure out of watching the bad guys get what they deserve because the truth is, we're exempt from getting what we deserve. That would be us were it not for the grace of God upon our lives. So in the previous devotions, We've seen the bad guys eat each other. We've seen them turn on one another. We've seen time go by before what God pronounced would come to pass. And now we've seen it come to pass. When you, in your personal life, in your work life, if you've got a bad guy, so to speak, in your own life, by the way, there's a bad guy in the mirror, deal with that one. That's the one you actually have control over. But when the quote unquote bad guy seems to be winning and winning big and winning for a long time, and then when that comeuppance finally arrives, don't take too much pleasure in it. Rather, see a cautionary tale of what would happen to you were it not for the grace of God. Meet them in their ruin on the other side. Help pick up their ashes. See God rebuild them into a brand new person covered with the grace of God. Amen.